Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 66 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I'm Matt Olson. Over there, we have Danny Oakstead. What's up? Right next to me, we have the Janky Boggle himself. Finally. JB. Yeah, finally in person. He is. He has appeared. He is here. I don't know. Not, not much to go after that point, I guess. So from there, I want to talk about our amazing sponsor, which we have an update on our giveaway at the end of this little spiel here. So our sponsor, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in the West Acres Mall in Fargo, North Dakota. They have loads of magic product that you will need. Uh, Commander Legends is out. Everybody needs their commander cards. They want their etched foils. J-Dubs right now has all those sorted and organized for you to pick up, and those etched foils, super cheap at the moment. Also, they have playmats, dice, booster boxes. They have booster uh, set boosters from Zendikar. They have the commander product if you're interested, like the commander decks from Ikoria and from Commander Legends. They got it all there. Like they're, they, they are your one-stop shop for all things magic. Uh, so also, don't worry. If you don't live in the FM area, you can order from J-Jubs and he will deliver. Well, he won't deliver. He'll ship. He'll ship over the country. No, he's going to hop on a plane, show up at your door, and hand deliver it to you. No, no, no. What you got to say, he's going to hop in a sleigh. But we don't have any snow yet. But he has magic reindeer, though. Does he? He does. He has cards from Ice Age, so maybe he can make it snow. Bad joke is bad? Okay. Yes, ships all over the country. Place your order and he can send it to you. If you live across the pond or anywhere else outside the United States, contact him. He will be glad to work with you to get some cards sent your way. Another thing as well that J-Dubs does is on the weekends on their Discord, we have Modern and Legacy Leagues. If you got a craving to play Legacy or Modern, join the Discord, play some games with us. And finally, they also uh, J-Dubs also helps you get your cards graded by Beckett and PSA. All that stuff is going to be linked in the description down below. Go check them out. J-Dubs is truly amazing. Now, J-Dubs is also amazing because they gave us three gift edition Zendikar boxes to give away to our lucky listeners. So, those of you who have entered, we have one box going away each week. Week number one, we have the first winner. I got to figure out a way to like get more of a name than an email because I really don't want to be shouting out an email. <laughs> you know, that feels kind of rude. Just do the first name then. Yeah. So... Our winner of this is, uh, if your email starts with crush, C-R-U-S-H, you are our winner. I sent you an email already. Actually, let's just do a quick update. Let's reload. Live check. Live check. Refresh the page. Nope. You have not sent me a message back yet. So if your email starts with crush and you received an email from me, reply back right away. We got a box we want to send to you ASAP. Matt, you could just say the whole name of their email. No one else can get that email. So no one's going to give you, oh, hey, I Yeah, s- but someone could be spamming them then. Like, 
If if we're the cause of spamming, we're, we're doing something good then. Right? I think that's something wrong. <laughs> but I mean, we're big enough that someone's actually going to use us to spam. As a source to spam people. I'm not saying use their ads right. domain, just use their first name. But there's only so many domains that you can go from there and probably figure it out. But anyway, I don't know. Do we do it? Do we do it? I would. Do it. So we got Crush Daria. Crushed Aria. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crushed Aria. <laughs> Crushed Daria. I'm pretty right? sure it's not Dar- Daria or Daria. If that's your email, I sent Crushed you an email. Daria. Check your Crushed junk. Aria. Check your spam. Check your junk. Make sure it didn't go there. All the junk in the trunk. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, guys. So we have... The next one starting right now. As you're listening to this, week two is live. So make sure to enter into that, and you could be our second winner of these boxes that we have. And hopefully next week, provide a name. Or, well, there's no well, place Or really Matt can actually. Just, I, think, uh, I think I got to figure that out more. I think it's on me for not putting in specific parameters into this thing. So Yo, why, why didn't you have names? I'm not 100% positive. I don't think uh, the site that we use specifically has that unless we go pro. So I'll have to look into that. If you're able to submit your name, that means I looked into it. If you're not able to, that means I have not looked into it. So my guess he has not and yep. will not. Yep, probably ain't wrong. But again, please go enter that in. Join. Have fun. Good luck. So we let this go on for a little bit. How about we talk about the breakdown of how this episode is going to get read, read, talked, performed for y'all? We start off every episode in the breakdown over at the Boggle Desk, which if you're watching the live stream right now as we're recording this, JB does have a desk. This is the Boggle Desk. And he'll tell us about some past weekend results and upcoming weekend events that are happening. After that, Danny will take us away with some BNR updates and then blog a tog and talking about some packaging, Kelheim info, a new Ultimate Edition. After all that news, we're going to talk about the finance section, closing off with a deck of the week, and then y'all can go home. Because I feel like that's the thing I say at the end of the breakdown for like the last three weeks, and maybe it's going to stick. All right, I suppose. We'll get this started. Insert sports zone clip. It's not the right one. <laughs> but it works. I like it. Don't worry, I'll add the actual one in. All right, so it's last weekend. I don't know if any of you guys watched it. I watched some of day three. I had it on in the background all day. Um, but we had the Zendikar Rising Championship go down. It was on Arena. It was a mix of standard and historic. Day three was all historic, so that's why I actually decided to watch it, because standard sucks. <laughs> but day three was all top eight. We had Brad Barclay taking it all. He ended up winning, got first place. He was playing blue-white control. Autumn Burchett took second with goblins. Andrea Mangucci took third with four-color mid-range. 
Tomas Picorni, sorry if I butcher your names, <laughs> um, took fourth place with four color mid range. Luca Magni took fifth place with four color mid range. Brad Nelson took sixth place with four color mid range. And Jan Moritz Merkel took seventh with Salt Eye Control. And Gabriel Nassif rounded out in eighth place with Salt Eye Control. So we don't have a problem with Uro in historic rights. Nah. When six of the top eight decks were running a three to four copies of Uro. Uro's fine. Uro is fine, guys. You just main deck Graph Digger's Cage. No big deal. But no, I, I uh, watched uh, the Brad Barclay Autumn Burchett match both times, actually. Because they ended up playing, um, what was it, semifinals or something like that. Um, Brad Barclay knocked out Autumn Burchett. She went down to the losing bracket, um, ended up playing her way back up to the final match against Brad Barclay again. And then lost it again. He just controlled the crap out of her. Fucking tough day for Autumn. Yep, it was it was pretty epic. Yeah, she was doing pretty good too because she was undefeated going into top eight. That Goblins man, pretty gross. This blue eye controls got a pretty sweet list too. Four absorbs, single aether gust, four sensors, one disdainful stroke, four wrath of gods. Good stuff. Control the board until you can drop a shark typhoon and then go haywire. Right? Three baffling ends, four cast outs, two graph diggers cage main board where a lot of people were running at sideboard. So that's pretty spicy. Really? Were people running? I thought that was one of the things that were talked about amongst the pros is like the format, the historic format. If you're not running graph diggers cage main board, you're kind of doing it wrong. And then there's two Narset Parter Avails, one Search for Iscanta, four shark typhoons, four Teferi Hero of Dominaria. So yeah, pretty good stuff. Running the castles, Ardenvale and Vantress in the land slot. Irrigated farmland, which is an interesting choice, I think. It's to cycle for cheaper than, you know, the Triomes. Right, that must just be it, because otherwise it's too slow, it comes in tapped. Well, I mean, if you get it, like, turn one to four, you're okay with it coming in tapped. Right. But then late game, it just turns into a draw for two. Timely reinforcements in the sideboard. Piece. Three Dovin's Veto in the side. Three Mystical Disputes. Good stuff. So yeah, no, that's your uh, your first place deck there. It's pretty good stuff. And that was really the only thing we had going on over the weekend. That was a whole three-day ordeal. Uh, so our upcoming events, we have on MTGO, we have a Supreme Draft Chaos going on from the 9th to the 16th. Uh, standard so- Showcase Qualifiers happening on the 12th and a pioneer showcase qualifier on the 13th and that's all on mtgo plus i'm sure there's some random seg challenges going on yeah you still got the road to keldheim uh that you can do so you can do those seg satellites any day uh their schedule is up on their website they have them i think going off every three hours you do that you get into the keldheim qualifiers and then you can get into the champion keldheim champs Yep, so grind, grind, grind away, folks. Just keep on making the grind. And with that, we'll turn it over to Danny. See if we have any BNRs. We do not. No, remember, you gotta do it in ASMR. That's only if I have one. Yeah, but you don't have one, so you gotta tell them. Hey, oh, I uh, know. Hey, no. We don't have no. A BNR. no. 
Or maybe he's just waiting for Wade to actually be in the live chat. Maybe. Are you? To make it worth it? Wade, we're calling you out. Right? Start listening. <laughs> anyway. So I was looking at uh, our church de- our shirt design and adding a quote to it or a hashtag. Yes. Our church design. We're making the church of this week in MTG. This week in church. No. no. We're having our own church. We're having our own church. The church of this our week own, in MTG. Yes. We're going to have our own cult following. Oh, my gosh. Sort of already do. Yo. <laughs> this is just weekly mass. It just happens to be on a Wednesday. Exactly. We'll, just, we'll have an official building now. Oh, you mean when everybody else hears it. Exactly. Got it. Well, followers, listen as Danny sp- no. speaks the gospel of Mark Rosewater. <laughs> uh, anyway, in the blog tag of the week, brought to you as always by Mark Rosewater. <laughs> this week we go to the curious tale asked looking at two player only and ignoring corner cases like skipper draw step cards what are the, some of the downsides that would occur in magic rules had each player draw a card at each draw step rather than only the player whose turn it is getting a draw in other words what if we effectively got two free cards per turn cycle instead of one. And Mark replies back, It's an important part of the game that you start running out of resources as the game progresses. So, the reason I picked this, possible new tabletop game within your group. Try it out. New format. Always make sure you have cards. Because I know... Like, this would help a burn deck, for sure. Yeah, man, cards that have a, decks that ha- have a hard time drawing, like if they're just drawing cards each turn. New rule to the captain format. Oh, don't bring that up here, man. I, I mean, this... <laughs> I couldn't resist. Oh, it's just a way to make sure, like, you have those blue games that take fucking forever. Right, but I mean, the only thing I could really see that helping is like control decks or burn decks, stuff that plays at instant speed only. It's not going to help anybody that's running sorcery speed. Combo decks are going to like it as well, though, because you know you're drawing two cards per turn. It gets you closer to your combo, and if you're able to combo off before your opponent does, like anything. Once again, instant speed. It's only going to help decks that play at instant speed. But it's also going to give you. So if you if you're if you aren't a instant speed player but you are a sorcery player, wouldn't you want to have as many sorceries in your hand as possible? Late game, yeah. Early game. Hmm. So those who are usually sorcery speed are usually playing what land fetches for sorcery, so they can get their big guys out. And usually you don't want you want those as soon as possible. So this is a way to get those in your hand. But this might be an interesting format for uh, like a commander tabletop rule. Be an interesting little rule to toss in, you know, like not maybe maybe start off with we're not playing our five and up power level. Decks. So like, you, ha- you have you could play this as a house hog rule. Like you, you and your group make a list of hug rules that you guys all agree upon, 
just like planes chase. I'll play the planes chase. But then you could go like, oh, hey, let's play hugs tonight and just have fun. But Matt can't play because he doesn't have anything lower than a power five. Right? I do, too. No, you don't. No, don't no, lie. he does. He has a stock Calamax. I do. <laughs> Danny's like, no, that Calamax is not. No. It's stock. I haven't done anything to that. doesn't deck. matter. It is. It's stock. A Rabo, a Rabo was stock, other than maybe three cards. Yeah, and that's a dumbass deck. <laughs> Fuck that thing. Yeah, JB did not like that hit that card and that that deck at Fuck all. Fuck that card. The first game I beat him thirty-eight to zero. Jesus Christ, you monster! Yeah, it was bad. Second game I beat him, I think twenty to some twenty to zero. But it's like, yeah, it's. Oh, I'm going to fucking triple strike for 486 damage. Fucking turn three. Fuck you. Get out of here. It wasn't turn three. Yeah, it was more like turn two. <laughs> God, just dumb. It's a basically a stock deck. I put... It's basically a stock deck. So I put, I put, I think, three cards in there. I put Oath of Johnny. Uh, Garrick, uh Primal Hunger? Primal Might? I don't know. Wait, wait which one? Uh, I can't remember which one. I think it was M13, M15. Oh, yeah, that Garuk. And then I have Mirai's Wake in there. Those are the three additions I put to that whole deck. Everything else is pre-con. You want to play that against my Calamax then? Sure. <laughs> this is the fact that I locked him out. He couldn't touch me for a bit, so it's... I just happened to get the cards that just locked him on immediately. And it's like, oh, perfect. Yeah, but anyways. It was not fun. Moving along. The mats with the first quickie of the night. Yeah. We're just... Uh, color code this shit, Matt. Come on, Matt. You're just colorblind, sir. It's all color coded already. It is not. <laughs> Matt. It's not color coded. I know you have a blue shirt on, but I wish it was black. Because it's the color of your soul. You filled it blue player. A letter to Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) God. Careful, I'm going to throw a Christmas tree at your ass. Oh, my God. (laughs) First, you got to flip the book first. Right, yeah, give me a book. (laughs) You have a book. A Chromebook. No, I can't. No, I can't throw (laughs) this. It's not even mine. So... So the first news story that we have for y'all is another break-in story over in... Yeah, I didn't actually see where... What town so this is. would this be breaking news? I'm going to flip this table over. <laughs> <laughs> bad joke is bad. Joke. And then throw this mic stand at you because I don't have a Christmas tree. <laughs> actually, I'll throw the cat at you. Throw the cat tree. There you go. And the cat. Yeah, and the cat, yeah, with the cat on it. Just, ah! Oh, this is in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. In fucking Alaska? Yeah. Sad days. So the headline for this, we got this off Anchorage Daily News. Uh, burglars drive stolen car through the doors of Bosco's comic shop in Spenard and take sports cards. So around 5 a.m., some thieves came with a stolen car bust into this card shop and steal 
a bunch of cards, uh, sports cards is all it says here. It doesn't seem like magic got affected, but they sell magic there. And it was just, I wanted to bring it up because, you know, last week we talked about people getting robbed. There's a lot of card shops getting robbed, and this is a bad time for card shops to be getting robbed. But you, you forgot to tell them the best part. The oh, sad, the oh, sad yeah, but right. funny part. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so the sad but funny part. When I first read this article to JB and Danny, Danny's first words is, should have had a gate, because this is their third time that they've been broken into. Uh, it was stated stayed in the article. And after I said that, Danny was like, they should have had a gate put in. Uh, it wasn't a gate, so they should just put some like steel columns up. There we go. That's what you said. Well, the last break-in was in August, and the store was actually scheduled to have steel collapsing gates installed on the other side of the doors that morning that it, they got robbed. Like I said, it's an inside job, bro. But uh, yeah, we'll leave that there. Links for that in the description down below. If you're able to help out in any way, they got uh, links and stuff to help out. So after that news, we got JB with some more. Do we? Okay, I'll do the packaging. So anyway, the next quickie is we got somebody's trying to reduce the wasteful packaging in MTG products. Because apparently we have an unnecessary amount of packaging in our products. Namely the pre-con stuff. Especially the commander decks. Which, if you guys have ever bought any of those, you know how many boxes you gotta open to get your damn cards. Yep. And all the amount of space and plastic that's there. Right? It's ridiculous, especially with some of the newer ones like, where they went wide instead of tall. Like, good lord, why does it need to be like three deck boxes wide? It's insane. So I totally agree. But yeah, anyway, there's a whole... This is a petition, right? Yeah. Yep, this is, is a petition. So yeah, it's a whole petition on change.org. I'm sure Matt will have the link in the notes um, if you want to try and, and help out. I'll even uh, I'll even put it on the Discord specifically, the Facebook, the Twitter. I don't know. I think it's important. And if it saves Hasbro any money, Wizards any money from printing larger boxes and stuff, you know, maybe it can, I don't know how, that many products that have that much less reduced cardboard or plastic must have some sort of significant impact on their bottom line. Right. Maybe they'll lower the prices on everything. Yeah. Doubtful. Or maybe not, it's because doubtful. they're cash grabbers. I mean, yeah, it is doubtful. But, you know, it's always worth signing a petition. You know, if Watsy does see, like, if Watsy does see that there is a, a, a want for something like this, it's, 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 this is kind of like the same reason why I always say, fill out the surveys. Watsy wants this customer information. Like, they do want to make their customers happy. And it's more like... Tie right off to the side. Like I, I, I can't, I can't digress into that. They, it's they, gonna be like a half an hour thing. They want to make their customers happy, but they also want to make their wallet happy. Oh yeah, they will, cause uh, prices will go up being eco friendly. Exactly. Oh, we have less packaging. We're eco friendly, so now we're gonna charge you twenty dollars more per per product. Or, or just like organic food. Oh, it's more expensive, right? but it's smaller than normal. Yeah, and twice the and cost. It's not any better for you. Oh and it's even God. worse flavor. <laughs> and this is exactly how it's going to happen. But anyway. <laughs> These schnozberries really do taste like schnozberries. <laughs> Danny picks up his beer and it's out because it's a, it's a jam. Because <laughs> it's organic. No. This actually tastes good. It does taste good. Hmm. I mean, Triple jam? 
They're okay. They're too fruity for me. These are good, though. Coming from the guy that downs Mountain Dew like it's fucking water. Because Mountain Dew is life, bro. Anyway, brought to you by Blake Rathenson on Twitter. I was replied to Star City Ben. Hey, Ben, we've got a bunch of info coming next week. If you can set tight till then. Smiley face. Hashtag Watsy staff. What's this about? Thinking it's about Kelheim. Right, Matt? I mean, you could have read the text before. Well, I didn't. I, I was just more of a... Okay. So, Blake was replying to at Star City Ben, Ben Lyweiss, uh CEO of Star City. He tweeted saying, try to figure out our signal, single numbers for hashtag MTG Kelheim. Need to know, are all of the regular regular set C and UCs available in the set booster? Question mark. Want to make sure if we open set boosters, we don't end up missing some cards. And then he added Blake Rasmussen, Mark Rosewater, Mark Turian, MTG Aaron. And then Blake Rasmussen replied back saying what Danny just said. Did you really say Aaron? MTG Aaron. 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 It's Aaron. Aaron. MTG Aaron. If you hear this, please send a don't, virtual slap to face to Matt right? Olson. Don't hit don't hurt this me. week at I'm MTG. So I don't know. Words are hard. What's up, Aaron? Can I can I fall behind that hashtag right now? Hashtag High words five. are hard. It's not a t-shirt that we have in limbo. Right? It's in it's in t-shirt purgatory right now. So the, if you're, the design is out there. Yep, if you're wanting a t-shirt, send Matt some money. Then maybe we can get it going. So the so the gist of this <laughs> is that we're going to be getting Kelbheim news next week. Be hyped. Yay! Here comes Ooh. the Vikings. Right? Another set. Oh my my wallet hurts already. What if? This is a big what if, but Watsy's been doing a lot of collabs, and we're going to talk about a collab here in a second. But what if for Keldheim there is some sort of Minnesota Vikings integration? There won't no, be. it won't be football. No, no, t- but 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 tell me, tell me. There ha- like we got Cassius Marsh of the Seahawks, a uh, big football player. He he he's a football player. I don't know his position because I'm not a sports person. Well, he's probably big too if he's a football player. Yeah, I Just mean saying. he's been on game nights. He's a big. He's big. He's not going to be so. no five foot two midget hobbit thing. Have dude. have you have you seen any of the running backs lately? They're like five six, Jesus five Christ. eight. Why they small? Would they you put can, them in the dryer on high? Yeah, well, running can, backs are supposed to be small. Yeah, you can run between their legs then. <laughs> Well, it's so you can run behind the defend the alignment without them seeing you. See, there we go. Leprechaun tactics. Exactly. Aaron. Anyways, <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that. Yeah, some sort of Viking Minnesota Vikings collaboration. If if, any, if anything, it'd be more of like actual yeah, the Vikings TV show. The TV show or like a no. or like a Skyrim. I would take Skyrim. Why are you saying no? Because, Bro, because we had the, the what's walking, wrong with the fucking show? We or had this, the Walking Dead debacle already? Or how, we wanted Vikings how, how debacle? How about this? Yeah, because I would buy that shit. How about this? Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <sighs> I know that's the thing. That's yeah, the thing. I could totally see that happening before anything else. Or or Thor and Odin, because right? they're Viking we, gods. Yeah, because aren't we supposed to be getting new gods in this set? 
I've heard rumor that we're getting new gods. Yeah, it's a rumor. We'll probably get more information. Little side note on with this as well, since we mentioned The Walking Dead. Apparently, according to Wizards, The Walking Dead Secret Lair was the best Secret Lair sold to date. Well, yeah, because everybody's trying to get a leg up in Legacy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just thought that was a fun little tidbit there. It was only because the what the fetch lines were a tish over two hundred dollars. Yeah, just or, just just a little over one hundred and fifty. Yeah, this was one hundred fifty. Just a tish over one hundred fifty dollars. Yep. Speaking of, isn't that a good segue? That is a perfect segue to the newest secret lair drop that got announced last week. <sighs> but who's going to be really excited for this? It's a new Alt Secret Lair Ultimate Edition. So if y'all remember, the Ultimate Edition that came out this spring was Ultimate Edition with the five Fetchlands, uh, enemy-colored Fetchlands, for just a little over, <laughs> just a little over 160. <laughs> y'all just remember? A, just a tish. Y'all remember that? Or, yeah, it was supposed to be a little over 160. Anyways, we have Secret Lair Ultimate Edition 2. It uh, this we're reading off of hipstersofthecoast.com for this announcement. So, quote, Wizards of the Coast have announced that they will release Secret Lair Ultimate Edition 2 in the spring of 2021. It will contain alternative full art foil versions of all the all 10 of the new Pathway lands and will be available at LGSs. Only be available at LGSs. The Pathway lands were introduced in this fall's Rise of Zendikar expansion as dual lands that took advantage of the set's modal double-faced card mechanic six pathways were included which are branch loft bright climb grim climb murk water crag crown needle uh, needle verge pillar verge and lava glide you missed one river glide river guide lava glide they're both the same liver 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 guide liver guide Guide my liver to the booze. Rather than in Magic's traditional 5 or 10 card cycle, the remaining 4 pathways will be printed in Magic's next set, Keldheim, which will release February 5th, 2021. Wizards revealed in the Ultimate Edition version of the 6 pathways from Zendikar on today's weekly MTG stream, which they do on uh, Twitch. They are featuring art from Donato Giacola, Paul Scott Canavan, Elena, Daner, Danner, Danner or Danner, Peter Dura, Adam Peckett, and Young Ho Han. The cards have a borderless foil treatment, according to product architect Mark Hagen. Uh, there's a picture of all the lands. I don't know. They look like lands. Uh, but the they art. have special art, though. Yeah, they're special. Read it. Read the next paragraph. He'll tell you about how they're special they they're are. They're special, and they're borderless, and they're foil, so they're going to be pringled to be fuck. Little side note. You all saw John Oliver wanted to start bre- beef with the Pringle company, right? Yep. Because <laughs> once you pop, the fun don't stop. <laughs> so the article continues. It says, but rather than creating new art, set on Zendikar, the Ultimate Edition versions of the six Zendikar pathways are set on Keldheim. These 12 pieces of art are actually our first look at the plane of Keldheim outside of Plane's Chase card that introduced the plane. Likewise, the four remaining pathways that will be included in the Keldheim set next year will get Ultimate Edition versions set on Zendikar with art by Grady Frederick, Lucius Stanick, Lucas, 
Lucas. That's Lucas. Lucas Stanek. Jacobus Urgentus. And Joannis Voss. Secret Lair Ultimate Edition 2 follows in the footsteps of the original Secret Lair Ultimate Edition that was released earlier this year. The original Ultimate Edition contained the five enemy fetch lands and was similarly only available at local game stores. Despite Wizards' uh, estimation that it wouldn't be, yeah, here it is. Despite Wizards' estimation that it would be priced similar to a Commander Anthology, which was sold for 165, the de, uh, the, the words are hard. The desirability of fetch lands in general, combined with the limited promo art, caused prices of the Ultimate Edition to skyrocket well beyond those expectations, often selling more than $300. However, Wizards says that they are printing substantially more copies of Ultimate Edition 2 than they did for the original Ultimate Edition. We expect these to be more readily available, Hagen said. There will be more of these per store, and we expect that they will sell for less than Ultimate Edition 1. Well, yeah. So, like, $20 less. So, you're going to spend, like, $280 for 10 fucked up Pringles for lands that are maybe playable in standard. Right. Remember, the fetch lands, those weren't printed in foil. They were non-foil. Yeah. The Ultimate Edition. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. No, it'll be, like, 280 bucks. No. It's going to be more because it's foil. It's going to be that. And borderless and special art. It's going to be less... Yeah, because let's think let's think this through. Like everybody wants fetchlands, yes. Pathways is a very slow version, or not slow, but it's not as good, right? Because you you have the you could choose either or, but you don't get both. But they'll be expensive. Nah, it'll be expensive. Just you wait. It's an ultimate edition. It's they're it borderless may, foil with special art. It'll this, be fucking this, expensive. This one will probably be around the hundred fifty dollar mark. The, these are cards oh, that I can, can see it being like two hundred, two twenty. No, these are cards that are gonna that are playable in standard at the moment. They are not gonna hold as much of a price, I would believe, compared to what the Fetchlands did. Yeah, hundred, hundred fifty dollars. I'd be f- what I'm saying. I'd be fine with that hundred, hundred and. 75 because you know if it's going to be like a commander anthology kind of a thing like 165 that'd be fine i'd be fine with that yeah 16 and a half dollars a card i think yeah yeah and you're getting more cards for sure in this and if they're gonna price it down to not be what the fetch lands are then that'd be great don't worry it'll be overpriced but yeah there we go ultimate edition 2 lgs is (laughs) prepare for this this is uh, this is Watsy's kickback towards you. <laughs> Prepare for no one to buy this shit. Right. I think J Dubs had theirs up there for a really long time too. It wasn't until God. yeah, I'm not even gonna quote it because I can't remember. But I know one day I came in and it was gone. I'm like wow, someone finally bought it. I mean, it was bought within the year that it came out, so I guess that's still pretty good. Bro. So talking about new fancy cards. Let's talk about some new fancy. Hold on. Scratch that. Talking about potentially overpriced cards. Let's talk about some actual overpriced clothes. There we go. Is that yeah, better? Yeah. Some overpriced crap. Okay. So we have a new collaboration coming up in the works here with Brain Dead, which, yeah, we had to Google this shit because we had no idea who the hell this was or what this was. Um, but following the release of the Headcase Study Table with Modernica. 
Braindead has announced yet another collaboration. So apparently they do a lot of collaborations. But this time they chose Magic the Gathering. And imagery shared by the brand seems to promise a selection of garments and accessories, including t-shirts, a coordinated jacket, and pants printed with Magic the Gathering cards, as well as a bucket hat and cap. Yeah, it's going to be releasing this Tuesday at 10 a.m. So by the time you listen to this episode, it'll have popped out on uh, Braindead's web store. You probably would see it up on Twitter and stuff. There's no pictures or anything of it right now. They just have like a one-minute teaser uh, video, which is uh, an updated-looking version of the original Magic commercial back in the early 2000s. But yeah, so Braindead. We never heard of them. But uh, let's talk about some of them prices here real quick because we're like, let's take a look at them. First off, the aesthetic of the clothes, definitely skater clothes. You got like a full reversible zip front fur shirt jackets, embossed fur bucket hats. You got crew neck sweatshirts. And then you got... Oh my God, do they have crush velour fucking pants? That shit that they made Easter dresses out of back when we were in the fucking 90s. This one? Yes. Because uh, that looks for, like that crushed velvet shit. It does look like that crushed velvet sh- shit. And they want $220 for I mean, it? Because it, it probably is. It's fur oh convertible zip-off pants is what JB is talking zip about. Zip-off? Zip-off pants. Oh, wow. my God. Haven't no. had one of those forever. Yep. <sighs> Middle school is calling. They want their clothes back. Yep. And for uh, $220... That's right, two hundred and twenty. You could get these pants cheaper than the first Ultimate Edition, and you could probably get these pants for the price of the Ultimate Edition too. Do you want pants or do you want cards? <laughs> Sorry. Again, Ultimate Edition two is not going to be more than a hundred dollars. We'll see. Okay, but just think if you got these pants and don't they have a matching jacket? Yep, matching jacket. Yeah, they have right a matching there. jacket and, and pants. For $440, you can have you a matching can... suede jumpsuit. <laughs> you could no, show up to Easter in fucking style like you're back in the 90s, bro. And then just get yourself some like Ray-Bans. Yes. Top it yes. off with. Oh, they also have shoes here. Oh, God. So you can get yourself Do they have some... matching shoes? Eyewear bags. Oh, they have eyewear. I thought I could have sworn I saw that they had Dude, shoes. Dude, so we could get a, a whole ensemble here. Oh my god, look at these sunglasses. Woo! 80s are calling, they want their clothes back. Yeah, link, <laughs> link in the description. We At this point, it's highly recommended just to look at it and get a good chuckle out of it. Fucking tracksuit Larry over here. What are we even talking about with this? Oh yeah, magic clothes. Yeah, it's not gonna... Your magic clothes, are, they got a fucking fanny pack for 105 bucks. It's 30% off, guys. It's originally 150 Oh my god. But no, uh, magic product of this, like... It's uh, even Sherpa. If you are a whale, I guess maybe, you'd be able to get this and your skater. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we go for any further, we're, they have a, a a life, a Laird Life Infinity Parka Multi. We're looking at it, and we're all in agreement that looks, that thing is not going to keep you warm. It looks like something an 85-year-old fly fisherman would wear up in Canada. On a summer river fly fishing trip, trying to catch trout. So that jacket is actually pretty warm. For what? 55 degrees? No, it's. They may not look that warm, but that jacket, I'm sure you're going to sweat in if you have anything more than a t shirt on. Let's see. 
it says here that uh, with affinity to the bizarre unique design, don't care about that. An array of multi-size flap pockets across the front get secured black branded buttons enclosed while brain dead signature life infinite infinite rubber patch adorns a smaller tonal zip pocket pictured as the brain dead layered life infinite parka in multi all sizes are listed dual tone upper high collared hood elastic drawstring they don't even go in like what it's actually made of though like that looks like the fur that you get in a hoodie at walmart right it looks like the fur that I used to get in my sweatshirts back in like middle school that I got from fucking Arrow, and I thought I was cool because I wore those <laughs> instead of a fucking jacket. I was like, yeah, I just got this fur lined sweater. I'm a badass. I don't wear no fucking jacket in the wintertime. Those sweaters are fucking warm. They were, and I was young and dumb. <laughs> okay. You should you should just Googled. I uh, Google layered life and yeah. Google parka. it and see if you can find like a temperature rating or something. Layered life infinite, right? You have the other uh, yeah, tab you got open. The tab up. Close some of your porn tabs, dude. No, no, no. I'm asking. Like, is that what I'm typing up? Layered look at infinite. the other tab. Yeah, look at, open. look at your other tab. But no, you told me I'm not. Hey, look, there it is. Yeah, but. Where are we going to get... So is look, that like... Look, the, okay, and then type that, temperature or is whatever. That the type temperature of, rating. All right. It's brain dead here. This is specifically brain dead stuff. It's just getting sold on BD gas store. A layered life. Find your base layer. Certified temperature ratings. Oh, those are shoes. Shoes. Well, temperature ratings aside, <laughs> this has gone on way longer than I wanted it to have for overpriced so, skater clothes. Yeah, let's just put it this way. If you buy all this shit, you're brain dead. <laughs> Zing! The next news topic we're going to talk about is something that you all probably received in your email if you have a Wizards account. Wizards has recently updated their terms of use and privacy policies. Uh, if you're interested into that stuff, links in the description down below for it. But I bring it up here because there's one caveat, one bit of the terms of use or terms of use that I want to highlight, and, you know, talk about here because I feel it's kind of important right now. So there's a section specifically talking about spell table. So as you all remember, spell table was acquired by Wizards of the Coast back in September. And since then, you have to use a wizard's account to log into Spelltable, which, you know, it's fine. It's a way for you to like track your uh, track your stuff that you can do on there. Hopefully, implementing that in the future with LGSs and stuff. It was something that was talked about. But the thing that I want to pull up here is under the section 2 of the Spelltable agreement here is virtual items and currency. 2.2 reads, payments, sales, billings, returns. Wizards does not directly bill you for purchases of virtual items or virtual currencies and is not responsible for order fulfillment. All sales of virtual items and virtual currencies are as is and final. Wizards does not provide refunds or returns for spell table or any virtual item or virtual currency. If you have issues or problems with either billing or order fulfillment, please contact your mobile carrier or platform marketplace as applicable. 
than other people that I asked about this for because to those I don't know, I'm hoping you all know, Spelltable is free. It's free to use for anybody right now. You just make an account, a Wizards account, sign up through that, and you can play on Spelltable. But now with the introduction or the talking in legal legalese here, in the terms of use, Spelltable has no refunds on virtual currency. Does this mean that Spelltable in the future will no longer be free? I bring it up because it's it's more of a, it's not this is what's happening. It's like I'm hoping this is not happening, and it's like wizards covering their butt for some reason. But the fact that Spelltable is now getting uh, associated with having currencies and stuff does have me worried that it will no longer be free, and there might be a subscription payment or an application. You got to like it'll be turned into like a computer application that you would have to purchase or something like that um and i guess the thing is we'll just kind of theory craft right here so just know none of this is true what we're going to talk about but it is cur- the, the the fact that this is in the terms of use it was worrisome to me that you know we're going to be losing a great site like spell table to due to a paywall now yeah i really hope not because spell table is is really great right now for helping out with the pandemic and whatnot it it's it's a great tool for everybody to utilize so with to piggyback off that it's going to wreck any future command fest out there oh shit that too yeah oh so i don't know is it turning into zoom is that what it's going to be turned into a zoom how do, how does Zoom work? I've only used it once. I know it's free to download, and you got and you can get like backgrounds and stuff. You it's free to use, but it has a time limit on it. Oh, where with Zoom, I believe it's an hour, and then you have to restart a call. Yeah, if you're the free version, if you pay for it, you have unlimited. But if you Within the free version, there's a time limit. Um, so how how is the payment structure of Zoom worked out then for that? What do you mean? Like how how much does it cost? Like is there you got the free version, but clearly there has to be a paid version then. Like what does the oh, yeah. paid version cost? And like what do you get? Do you get that unlimited over an hour kind of a thing, or is there like levels of like you? No, pay you this? I think it's just two packages: it's free and then paid. Okay, so the paid one. Then you get everything unlocked. Yeah, there might be there might be uh, different tiers. I can't remember. We we looked at Zoom when this pandemic first started because remember we were looking for a web browser that we could always go over as a group. Because Discord, you can have what three up to four on Discord. You can have ten now. Discord up, or no, you can have it to twenty five. On Discord, yeah, Discord upped it for the pandemic reason yep. as well. They well, they now made and it Zoom free. made everything free due to the pandemic. Because once this once the once the pandemic first hit, it was still after the first hour it closed out. We'd have to go back in. Because yeah, we were playing with uh, Gargoyle. Yep, Gargoyle. and he and he had the the he had teacher one, so he, yep. he let us use it. But I don't know. It's I don't think it's going to be an issue just because it's, if anything, it's going to hurt Watsy rather than help him. 
What, what, what do you think then Watsi would put behind a paywall? Like if they go off of a Zoom pay, uh, structure, like they would have everything for free. Uh, unless Watsi started doing advertisements, like ads, pay for no ads. Oh, fuck no. They better not do that shit. Like, oh. w- like once every... Like 10 minutes? No. Or every three turn rotations. They don't have a ro- turn rotation. That would suck. No one ever rotates. Right? Yeah, no one hits space bar. Fuck this shit. I don't think anyone ever hits space bar anyway. I do sometimes. I don't. Cause I, my I keyboard's on the other side of my play mat, and I don't want to reach across my play mat. I try and hit the space bar. But, it, but yeah, no. If they... If, if they do have a payment version to just not get ads, or it's gonna or leave a bad what they, taste in what a lot they of could do, mouth. um, is more like the data history stuff to be like, the paywall, like um, being able to store decks or store cards you've seen. In play, saving history, I don't know, something like that. I mean, they don't ha- they don't have that already. Okay, so well, all, of, all of y'all, if you want to get some insight on some spe- uh, on Spell Table, we did an interview with Jonathan back in August, and he talks about, you know, some of his hopes and dreams of what he wants Spell Table to have, and one of the things was a uh, tracker of your counters and stuff. Yeah. And I wonder if that's is getting implemented, and that might be behind a paywall. Could be. I don't know. We'll have to... This is all theory, but... Right. But it is something to be concerned about here soon, I guess. Everybody who uses Spell Table, maybe pucker up a little bit and prepare to get smoked across the face with a subscription model or some sort of payments now with Spell Table, which is going to be unfortunate. You know, Again, with that interview that we did, Jonathan said if he had... He would love to have kept spell table, keep spell table free to use for everyone. That's why he didn't have ads. The only thing that he did was have Cool Stuff Inc. be the links to the cards and stuff. Like when you clicked on a card to view it, it's like, yep. this is the card. Would you like to purchase it? And then it would take you to a link to Cool Stuff. And you get some kickback there. But now this is Watsy, and Jonathan doesn't have much control. Right. Leave it to Watsy to fucking monetize everything, cash grab. It's Hasbro. It's not Watsy, I don't think. It's a little, yeah. I mean, it's Hasbro. They're definitely pushing it on Watsy. Well, on Break that time. on that downer, <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe y'all keep and be prepared for this spring. Maybe we'll get Jonathan back on. That's in the works right now. I guess from there, let's jump into the finance section. Cha-ching. As always, the finance section, we go off of the amazing site, mtgstocks.com, where they have a weekly article called Weekly Winners, where they talk about three to five cards that have moved up in price and three to five cards that have moved down in price, and they they try other, like, spontaneous things, different things, see what sticks, but it's a really great article, it's a really great website, and let's get into it. First off, uh... A lot. All these cards are going off of Commander again because Commander is the format that people love right now. You know, with Commander Legends being all out, and if you're looking for Commander Legends project products, go check out J Dubs. Shameless plug. <laughs> First off, we have Pariah's Shield. 
a five colorless artifact equipment that reads all damage that would be dealt to you is dealt to equipped creature instead and it has an equipped cost of three pariah shield has seen a 91 percent increase now sitting at nine dollars and 99 cents it's only had one printing in the original ravnica set one thing with these articles they're posted up on friday we record on Monday nights, so the prices may have varied, and we'll let you know, like in this case right now, it is still moving up. The average price is twelve, almost $12 right now, though the market price is still $7.45. You can find them on TCG Player for 5 bucks. so keep that in mind. But it is moving up. Right, I just realized I need this card. I need it for Moldratha. So what makes this card good is in... Uh, before it was, you know, Steffi Doll and Brash Taunter uh, style decks, but it is seem to be getting played in Jared Cartholion True Air. And Jared Cartholion is white, green, red for a 3 3 legendary human warrior. When Jared Cartholion enters the battlefield, target opponent becomes the monarch. You can't become the monarch this turn. If damage would be dealt to Jared Catholion while you are the monarch, prevent that damage and put that many plus one plus one counters on it. So the thing with this is, you equip this to Jared, and he takes no damage, and he just gets bigger. Only if you're the monarch, though. Yeah, only That's if you're the, the monarch. Thing, because when he comes in, he makes somebody else the monarch, so you have to steal the monarch back first. Yeah, and, and you can't become the monarch this turn. So you do have to wait a little bit with this. But it's um, totally worth it. You're you would be like showing your hand if you, you know, like you play a Pariah Shield and Jared Cartholion here. And but you have you have all the new uh monarch mechanic cards, like the uh the th- it's not the thrones. What are the courts? The courts. You got the courts. The green court, the red court, the white. All those courts are good. And they just, next turn, they automatically make you that. Then you equip the Pariah Shield to him. And then you're just making yourself a big beater and uh, deal all the commander damage that you want. In the article, they have a list here for a Jared Cathali on True Air deck. And I'll be honest, it looks spicy. The overall cost of the deck as well, not bad for a commander deck. $273 on this list. Wow, no, yeah, that's really not bad. No, nah, and a lot of that price, again, can get shaved off by fetch lands. Like, I'm looking at lands right here. You change a Prismatic Vista. You change a Wooded Foothills. You change a Windswept Heath. You're already saving 60 bucks right there, so that just drops you almost to $200. Let's see. Uh, the Great Henge, that's a standard card. Not necessarily needed. It's beneficial, but that'll save you another thirty-one bucks, and that'll clear you under two hundred dollars. This deck looks fun, Danny. It's Naya color, right? I pulled this card. I think I might build it now. It looks really good. Next up on the weekly winners, we have a reoccurring card. Oh boy, do we have a reoccurring card? Final Fortune. Red, red, instant. Take an extra turn after this one. At the end of that turn, you lose the game. This is the 7th edition printing. It has jumped up to $49.97, this card. It has a couple other printings as well. But this printing in uh, in question, the 7th edition, has a market price of $226.76. Though the foil 
This seems interesting. The foil is $300 on this card. Final Fortune, the reason why this is still moving up in price is because of Ubek Brute Chronologist, which is the Grixis 3-4 Ogre, Ogre, Ogre Wizard that reads tap. Target player whose turn it is may end the turn. Exile all spells, all abilities from the stack. That player whose turn it is discards down to their maximum hand size. Damage wears off, and this and until end of turn effects end. So essentially, it's a two-mana gain an extra turn card in an Ubek, uh, Ubek deck. And it was mentioned a couple uh, a couple weeks ago, multiple times. The card just spiked up in prices, slowly climbing. And this was just kind of like the, the linchpin here. And then finally... Wait, it's only two winners this week. Yeah, he's uh, backing off. Yep. It says right here, How the Mighty Have Fallen... You may be wondering why there isn't a third winner this week. I don't want to be too repetitive, and we see a lot of cards in interest this week that already decreased in the weekly winners of 48 of last week. Cards like Citadel of Pain, Tectonic Instability, and Stitch in Time. Those have all seen 60-plus uh, increases. So I had, to add an, I had another card in mind that may be worth showing. And the first, uh, so instead of like, uh, yeah, How the Mighty Have Fallen. That's the best way to do it. Jewel Lotus. Jewel Lotus, the zero drop artifact that taps sacks, adds three mana of any one color. Spend this mana to only cast your commander that came out in Commander Legends. It is now $73.36. So, quote, when this card was spoiling Commander Legends, it created a lot of hype. Some people were saying it was way too overpowered. Others were saying it was bad since it was only good in your opening hand. But nonetheless, people were talking about it, and seeing as EDH is one of the driving factors behind card prices nowadays, there isn't such there isn't such a thing as bad press. The immediate started pre-selling price for $175 with foil slightly below $400. Now we see Jewel Lotus slowly stabilizing around $75, which is only a casual $100 less than it was a month ago. We now see Jewel Lotus slowly stabilizing around $75, which is only a casual $100 less than it was a month ago. This is by no means a buying advice stance, since this card still has to prove its worth. Being a new card, it may, and probably will, be reprinted in future Commander products, and I have people in the finance community mention they think that this may settle around $20 once it gets reprinted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Long-time listeners of This Week in MTG know all of our stance on Jewel Lotus. We're not surprised by this. Uh, but that are, that are, there are your weekly winners. <laughs> wow. Those are your weekly winners. I pass the mic over to JB with the cheap pickups this week. Hold on, I'm looking at cool altered sleeves. Okay, so first up, we have Paradox Engine. We've seen this on here quite a few times. Yeah, still uh, moving down. Yep, Aethervolt printing. Uh, sitting at $5.02. Still going down. So if you ever want to make shenanigans with that, keep an eye on it. And if you want to pay less than 5 bucks for it, I think now's the perfect time to plug something. Matt? J-Dubs, Sports Card and Gaming. TCG Sniper there, bro. Yeah. Oh. If you're looking for a card at a certain price, plug it into TCG Sniper for the price you're wanting on it, and it'll give you notifications. There's your plug-in, Matt. 
Bam. He just served that shit up to you on a silver platter, bro. Perfect. Thank you so much, Danny. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so next up, we have Arcbound Ravager. This is the secret layer drop version. Uh, sitting at $6.29. Slowly bottoming out here. And then last but not least, we have Kira, Great Glass Spinner from Jumpstart. Sitting at $5.40. Record low and also bottomed out. And as Danny said, go check it. Go check out TCG Sniper to get these cards at cheaper prices. If you're looking to purchase Arcbound Ravager Secret Layer uh, Edition for sub $5, you enter in the card, set the desired price, you'll get a notification, you click the link, you buy the card, you become a happy magic player. Right now, though, if you head over and make an account at TCG Sniper, and mention that the guys at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get your first three months of plus. You won't get your first three months. I mean, you'll get three months of plus, but you'll get a free account always. But they will upgrade you for three months to plus if you mention us. So go do that. Send some love that way. That is an amazing site. I love them so much. And from there, we are ready to talk about Deck of the Week. Are we? Yeah. Finance is done done uh everything that we did talked about the news deck of the week is the last thing so for our deck of the week this week we're gonna try something a little different here we want to highlight one of jb's decks that he plays so jb take it away please all right so this is a deck that i built a while ago uh dismantled for oh what probably a good eight months and then finally decided to rebuild it again this time a little different so this is the newest iteration of it it is an infinite combo deck in abzan colors so first up we got the creature slots we got four carrion feeders four kitchen finks four murderous red caps four putrid goblins four viscera seers and four vizier remedies so i'm pretty sure you guys have already figured it out by now uh, it's capitalizing on the persist combo and sacking with carrion feeder to make a gigantic carrion feeder or just recurring the murderous red cap with the sacking and pinging for damage. And we also got the viscerous seer in there so I can scry through my deck if need be to find a card like red of consumption, which I have four of. Um, right of Consumption is one in a black. Sorcery as an additional cost to play. Right of Consumption, you sack a creature, which I would be sacking a giant carrion feeder. And it would deal damage equal to the sacrifice creature's power to target player. And I gain life equal to the damage dealt this way. So there's another way of taking somebody out. Um, I also have a single Rancor in there to give Trample to a carrion feeder if need be. And there's also three Unearths. Uh, single black sorcery return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Um, that's just to bring any sort of creature or key piece of the combo that I need back, if need be, in a cheap way. Hits everything. All your creatures. Uh, except for the murder strike cap. Oh, murder strike cap is four. My bad. Yep, it's a four drop. But yeah, pretty much anything that it needs for, for the combo it hits, it's... Murderous Red Cap is just another outlet for 
I can just ping somebody to death with a murderous red cap coming in. Really what I want to do, for the fun of it, is always make a giant carrion feeder and sack it to red consumption. And just fling it at somebody's face. Just for shits and giggles. You're never upset either with, I imagine, uh, sacking a kitchen finks to right of consumption. Why would I do that to kitchen finks? You sack it, you deal three, you gain three, it comes back, you gain another two, you gain five life or two mana, and deal three damage. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's versatility. It's like you're not just banking on right of consumption on a carrying feeder. Right, but that's the win condition. Right. I mean... But it's still good. Like if it's like, okay, I need to do this. I need to get out of the red zone right now. Right, right. So then, in the instance we have, okay. So in the instance we have three Illidomri's call. Um, basically lets me tutor for any any piece of the combo that I need. Um, add instant speed, which is great. Um, got a single eliminate for some creature destruction. Also hits Planeswalkers, too. Um, if anybody drops a uh, Lily of the Veil, I can try and get the hell that thing the hell out of there. Um, then we have two Mythos of Nethroids, which is one of my favorite cards out of some of the newer sets here out of Ikoria. It's two and a black. For instance, speed, destroy target non-land permanent if it's a creature. Or if green-white was spent to cast this spell. It's good stuff. I love this card. It's so versatile. Because I'm running Abzan colors, I'm almost always going to be able to destroy anything other than a creature if need be always high on this card love it and then of course the single rancors and the enchantments uh just for the fun of it to push through some trample damage if need be uh lands we have pretty much just a hodgepodge of whatever i could find that i had um lands can always use some work uh but i got a single blooming marsh single bright clan pathway single forest Three Godless Shrines, Single Nurturing Peatland, Three Overgrown Tombs, Single Plains, Single Swamp, Two Temple Gardens, Two Temple of Maladies, Four Windswept Heaths, and Two Woodland Cemeteries. And then the sideboard, which is always a work in progress, because I'm never the greatest at making sideboards, but I do feel like this one's kind of fun. We have a Single Collector Oof. Uh, turns off activated abilities of artifacts, which is always good, especially if you got a lot of Urza decks, stuff like that. Uh, we have two Dramokus Commands in the sideboard, another card that I really love. Uh, Green-white, instant speed, you can choose two. You can prevent all damage target instant or sorcery spell would deal this turn. Target player sacks an enchantment. Put a plus on plus on counter on target creature. Or target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. Solid versatility. I really think this card is very underrated. Uh, Single eliminate in the sideboard. Two fatal pushes. Two nature's chant for some artifact or enchantment destruction. Uh, Two pithing needles. Another solid sideboard card. I really love this card. Uh, Two plague engineers for the fun of it for some creature board wipes. Nothing like landing a back-to-back. Plague Engineer to to wipe out stuff. Matt. Yep. <laughs> He's done that to me once or twice. Uh, and then we have two uh, Pulse of Morasses. Just as another recursion from the graveyard. If need be, I can return target creature or land card from a graveyard to my hand. And I gain six life. That's at instant speed. And then a single Petrify. Destroy target artifact or creature. And it can't be regenerated. 
so JB, this is one of your own personal decks. This is spicy. I've played against it. It definitely, it definitely fucking combos off when when you get it going. Right. No, and and it's definitely on curve too, because the whole point is you want to try to be on curve. Your sack outlets are your your one drops. Uh, you got a bunch of two drops, two and three drops are, you know, you got Petri Goblins, a, a two drop persist. Otherwise, you have your Vizier Remedies, which you're always going to want to play on turn two to try and help with that persist. Uh, and then you got your three drops, you get your Kitchen Finks, which is your, can get you infinite life in the combo, which is always important if need be. Um, also makes your Carrying Feeder huge. You can loop the crap out of that. And then your Murderous Red Caps. Top uh, top end at at four mana. That's just another way to quickly close out the game. Right, the creature package just seems really strong here. Like, no chinks when those are out. They just all synergize very well. And the fact that you got Eladamari's call in here to like get your combo pieces is pretty important. Right, I'm very high on that card. I really like it. It's it's a cheap tutor uh, for your creatures at instant speed. I mean, who doesn't love that? And with your mana base, getting green-white is not that difficult. No, it's really not, which is great. And then also with the unearths, you know, I can always cycle them if I don't need them, which gives that versatility too. Yeah, unearth is another card that has definitely shown that it it, it, it can lift its weight in modern. Yeah, no, this is is really actually a fun deck to play. I I enjoy it. Um, I mean, the land bases obviously can always use work, which... I think any deck can always use work in the land base. All right, so listen, li- listen to me here on the land because I definitely had some comments on the land. Right, like, like I said, the land land package right now is just kind of what I had open to to throw at it at at the time. I feel having the Temple of Maladies in there might be a little too much. Uh, too slow having that level of that that amount of tap lands in here you want to like you just said you want to be curving out right and if you're not curving out because you play a temple of malady you know you're just kind of sol for that i just say you know probably swap them and get uh a basic a basic swamp and a basic mountain or a basic mountain a basic <laughs> forest your grixis is showing matt yes but yeah, just get those basic lands because then anything that's gonna be, uh, you know, your stuff getting path to exile, you're not gonna have fail to finds on your basics. Right. Yeah. No. And, and I had the first iteration. I think I had like four or five temples, um, and I cut quite a few, and I just left the the temple of maladies in there just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, I I would totally recommend changing those just to having the basic lands. You know, and it helps you keep on curve. Right. And just like I, I pulled the sun petal groves out, um, I'm thinking about cutting the woodland cemeteries out too and maybe going with more of the canopy lands. I think, if anything, you want to have the. Um, what is the black white buddy land? Isolated chapel. Isolated Chapel instead of Woodland Cemetery because you said that you want to try and get Vizier of Remedies on turn two. And your amount of potential white on turn two is just limited to uh, a single blight, blight, Bright Climb Pathway, Godless Shrines, and Temple Gardens. 
Right. I think I actually, I think I might even go more in on the pathways too, honestly, just to try them out. The pathways, there you go. Uh, So make those woodland cemeteries into bright climb pathways instead and Temple of Maladies into some basics. I mean, fetch lands are always nice. Or some canopy lands because that card draw would be nice too. Yeah, canopy lands would be good. You got... um, Take out that fast land too. Yeah, because... Maybe a single change one. the Blooming Marsh for another Nurturing Peatland or something, or a Silent Clearing. Yep. I would definitely agree with that. So, yeah, no, main board is looking very strong. I love Eliminate as a card. You're able to tag Narsets, Renin Sixes, Lilies, like you were saying, and stuff. All very vital. And, I mean, yeah, there's you're not you're not trying to go for the long game. You're just trying to get your combo before something hits you you're definitely going to be screwed by any form of uh exiling right yeah exiling is really going to take its toll right and because of that i do i did uh, in your sideboard well first uh in your sideboard had a couple thoughts so listeners of the show know that i am definitely high on blood chief's thirst over fatal push right i thought about it but i i don't know if i have any copies of blood chief's thirst at the at the moment though Okay. Or if I do, I think they might be being used. But I had extra copies of Fatal Push. You see, I think it would be really good to get that because you know you're able to tag uh, bigger creatures as well. Because I mean, Mythos of Netheroy, you're really wanting to be trying to save that for things that you can't typically deal with. Like if someone drops down a Leyline of the Void, or if they have a Craft Digger's Cage that they cast on you. Right. But with Fatal Push, you know, it can hit a creature, it can hit a Planeswalker uh, of any kind if you pay the kicker cost. And just because of that, you get Big Teferi, you can get a Karin or an Ugin, but typically at that point you're kind of in a losing position no matter what, but anything to maybe get you to combo off. Because all you need is to have your pieces out and you can win out of nowhere. Right. So if you can, if you can Blood Chief's Thirst to Karn, like, I think that's going to be good. Like, Karn Liberated, big Karn. I mean, even four mana Karn, uh, the uh, war the war Karn. Yep, Karn the Great Creator. There we go, Great Creator. So I would say that as a replacement for Fatal Push. And then uh, I do Leyland of the Void. I don't know. Just having more things to deal with enchantments, maybe that Putrefy can be changed into a Nature's Chance is my only other suggestion. So go up to three Nature's Chance? Would be my thoughts. I don't know how well that would be, but you know, again, your your deck crumbles at any sign of graveyard hates. Like you are just like straight up SOL. So if you right. have, like, you definitely need to be going in your sideboard plan. Uh, you're going to be taking out your uh, probably a couple right of consumptions. You're going to be taking out your eliminates to try and up, double up on your sideboard hate cards for their sideboard hate cards because you know that someone's going to see this as like okay surgical extraction is going to be a thing and that's another thing like i don't know how you would deal with a surgical extraction if they come in and like surgical kitchen sphinx kitchen sphinx well if anything they'd want a surgical the vizier well that's if it's in the graveyard you're you're most likely putting in your kitchen sphinx or your murderous red caps into right. the graveyard first and those are going to be the targets that get hit first I mean, yeah, if they kill the Vizier of Remedies, they're definitely going to be taking that right away. So, I don't know, like, what you can do. Uh, you can have some, Oh, what's... um? We're going to take a little search break right here. 
here is something that would be good against Ooh, that. Silent Gravestone. It's a one drop. Yeah, it's a one drop. This would be the thing to stop uh, surgical extraction effects, like targeted removal for your graveyard. And maybe that could be in plate. I don't know. Pithing Needle's too strong to be swapping. I mean, the Pulse Morasses are always a flex slot, too. There you go. They're just two. in there just for if I need extra graveyard recursion, like if there's a lot of countering going on or, you know, stuff like that. But I've always oh, considered that a oh. flex slot. Silent Gravestone would F you over, though, because cards and graves can't be a target of spells or abilities, so you can't even hit it. Hit it, Right. Because the ability would trigger of persist when this creature dies if it had no plus one, plus one. Return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Actually, how does that work? When this dies... If it had no plus one. It does hit the graveyard. Yep, it does hit the graveyard. I'm pretty sure you still... That that would get countered then. So yeah, maybe silent clearing would not be effective. Right. That's rough. Yeah, surgical is just going to screw you over. Unless our great listeners out there have thoughts, comments, concerns, or suggestions on something that JB could do to protect himself from a surgical extraction. Right. Um, I mean, I really don't think there's going to be much out there. Um, I mean, there's the thing is when you're building decks, it doesn't matter what you build, whether it's a you know a tier one or uh, a homebrew, you're always gonna have something that's gonna be a bad matchup. Always, and it's just one of those things you gotta like hone in on. Like, do you want to try and have your sideboard fight your twenty percent twenty percent win rate against a deck to try and like make it to twenty five, or you just want to hone in to make your seventy percent win rates up to ninety percent win rates? Right. And, and that also varies on the meta. Like, if the meta is running around and all of your matchups are those 20% matchups, you might want to be changing decks at that point. Right. It's like, okay, this deck is not meant for that. No, but another another thing I have in there to deal with enchantments like Layla and the Void or Rest in Pieces, there's that Dromokas command. Right, right. And that's Sex the- enchantments, which is nice. So that's, there's enchantment destruction there. Same with Nature's Chant. I mean, so I've got ways of of you know getting rid of most of the graveyard hate um right and yeah surgical extraction is not seeing a lot of play because we're no longer in hogak summer right we were where everyone was running that in ley lines like everyone's going to be running more of the tormod crypts and the ley line of the voids and like anything else is there and yeah you know there's still uh, graph diggers cages and stuff around there and all of those are permanents that can be hit except for surgicals right so which can be hit with you know mythos if need be um you know the nature's chance Ooh, here we go this is collector which... oof stops tormod grip yes that does stop that manatith to try and stop the <laughs> fucking surgicals there we go we're making the deck lie no, that's pretty bad. I mean, why not? I mean, it's it's it's, it's something. A, a two of manatee wouldn't be a bad idea. No, and then you know you can also like stop because no one expects a manatee, right? I mean, you could also just if like you if want. somebody tries to, um, you know, cast something to respond to the the persist trigger. Yep, or anything like that. I can manatee manatee it. Or another thought for a one drop, you could run Inquisition of Kozlex just to like pick those out of the hands before, and then you get information like that. That that could be like that catch all there then, because then that also hits. Well, if anything, I'd, I'd honestly I'd choose Thoughtseize over Inquisition. Yeah, fair. 
Like so, yeah, because then you can hit Leyline of the Void. Yep. If they are going to hard cast it, if they don't have a turn zero. But I mean, if they drop that turn zero, it's like you got so much removal. You're not going to be wanting to waste a thought seize on on a Leyline because everything that you got has is for that. You'd be wanting to take out, you know, like the surgical extractions, the expropriates, not expropriate, um, extirpate, extirpate. There you go. Jesus. I'm bad with names. I know the cards. I'm just bad with remembering their names. Right. No, and in the original build, I had Good Fortune Unicorns in here, too. I do a, remember that. As a way of getting around the Neg 1, Neg 1 counters. Um, honestly, I thought about putting a 2 of back in, but I really don't know what I would cut. And I don't think it's worth it. Because um, I really thought about trying to figure out a, a more... Something else besides just the four Viziers... But since I've got the, you know, Eladomri's call, I'm not so worried about it because I can always search up the Vizier if need be. I figure that's my fifth, sixth, and seventh copy of Vizier. Right. Right, for sure. Overall, this deck is really fun to play uh, against. I've never played as it, but every time I see it come up when JB plays it, it's always a fun matchup. Right. It is fun. It is really fun to play. That's that's why I finally like I'd been tiptoeing around rebuilding it for a couple months now, and I finally just bit the bullet and I did it because I got some better lands and whatnot to use. So I was like, okay, you know what? I let's just do it. Let's just rebuild it. Let's have fun with it. I'm not doing anything anything better anyway. So that is a good place to end that deck tech with. You guys can check that out in the links down below. Write comments because we post this up on Moxfield where you can write comments, like it, and all that stuff. And on the plus side, it's sub $200. Yeah, modern deck, sub $200. Never a bad thing to uh, keep in mind. And that's with four fetches. And that could get reduced down if you don't want them fetches. Because those are the cheap fetches. Those are only 15 bucks. But thank you all for making it to the end of episode number 66 of This Week in MTG. We are your hosts. I don't know why I'm kind of like reading that over there again. It's just I like don't know. instinctual. But Magic Folk, you made it to the end. Thank you so very much. As always, make sure to follow us on the Twitters, on the Facebooks. Join the Discords where you know we post stuff, we talk stuff, magic, all that. He talks like we have multiple platforms of each platform for This Week in MTG. Right. We don't. We don't. So it's Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. Also, hit us up on Gmail. Matt may or may not reply back to you. And if he does, it might be a month and a half later. Right. That email in question is thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. There we go, Matt. <laughs> uh, also, please... Check out J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, our fabulous sponsor of This Week in MTG. They will help you get all the magic products and magic supplies you need. He also ships all across the country. That is correct. Don't forget to subscribe so that way you know when the episodes come out. And am don't, I missing anything? Don't forget to uh, sign up for the next two weeks of drawings. There we go. I yeah. almost forgot about that. This is why I'm our, here. Our, de- our December giveaways are still going on. They will end the uh, an hour or 30 minutes before we start recording the podcast on Monday nights. So you have one week to enter in to get the next gift edition 
of Zendikar Rising donated by our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs. Mm-hmm. Links for that in the description down below. Am I missing anything else there, Danny? Nothing I can think of, JB. Nope. Nothing I can think of. Perfect. We'll catch you all next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. turned off are you uh, i wonder why i couldn't hear myself I'm like what the fuck you turned on danny you yes. turned on <laughs> <laughs> as he's checking yes